Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of True Confessions Property Management. I'm your host, Rebecca Jenkins, and today, as always, we are going to be hearing 100% real-life stories from property management professionals. If you're a first responder, ER doc, or you work on the Hill in D.C., I know you have OMG stories, but what most people don't realize is that property managers do too. In an industry where fire, flood, or blood is just a normal thing, we have to act professional in the most unprofessional moments. Today we're talking to Victoria, and I actually got to interview her in person, which was such a thrill for me. Remember that all the names have been altered, communities, locations, and companies excluded, and the only thing you're going to hear is the juicy details of her story. Hope you enjoy! Welcome, Victoria, to the podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Happy Friday. You are my first in-person recording. Oh, and wow. I'm so excited. Yeah. I know. It just worked out this way. Yeah. So you have some fun stories to share with us. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been in this business a long time, so it's never a dull moment. Um, do I want to go ahead and get started? Sure. Okay. Yes, please. So the first one that I can go off the top of my head is an incident that happened a few years ago. Um, we had an unfortunate incident where someone was murdered uh, and it was it was actually really sad um, a lady had moved to the community and she brought her son with her she was leaving her husband and in turn she met her long-lost old boyfriend from high school and the ex-husband found out about it and found out that he had visited her one night and had come um, to visit the next morning. This gentleman was walking down the stairs with her dog. Uh, the lady had already gone to work. And um, as he was walking down the stairs, the guy was shot in the head. The husband. The shot husband had shot the boyfriend. The boyfriend. Yes. In the head. In the head. On yes. your community. Yes. On, wow. on our community. And then he turned around and went to um, his soon to be ex-wife's place mm-hmm. of work and said that he just couldn't live anymore without her and he killed himself Wow! at her job in front of her in front of her yes <sighs> so it was it was absolutely devastating not just for her but for many of us who knew them and her her son uh her son was a young was a minor and it was not easy uh it was a lot of ups and downs but we definitely you know worked with them and helped them get through the process and helped them find counseling and um we did they did end up moving out of our community just because they just obviously couldn't couldn't bear of what had happened uh know that that happened every day just live through it so it was very unfortunate, um, but things like that do happen in prestigious neighborhoods, in nice neighborhoods um, that I've managed before. Uh, so. so you're the property manager at the time, yes. and a guy is shot. Obviously, mm-hmm. the police presence probably is overwhelming. Talk me through what that day was for you as the property manager dealing with someone who is shot on steps. Um, I mean, it's not... It's not something I, I would wish on anyone. It's very mm-hmm. 
a very, it's just a very sad thing. We don't wish death or murder and, or anything on anybody, but he was outside all day. It was considered a crime scene. So I had a lot of children and, and mm-hmm. a lot of residents who did see this. And I actually lived on site at the time. So I got to experience a lot. I had people at my front door, people in the office, people said that they seen it. Um, it was, it was kind of a nightmare, you know, personally yeah. as the manager to make sure that the residents were taking care of and understood that we did care about their, them and mm-hmm. their safety. Uh, but unfortunately, as we know, crime has no address yeah. it can happen anywhere. And no matter how nice you think the area that you live in, it doesn't matter. Um, it, and so I thought we lived in a nice area too, and and sometimes your eyes are opened, Um, but all you can really do is just care about the residents Mm -hmm. and their safety and let them know that, you know, this isn't common, and um, nine times out of ten, it's usually a domestic violence dispute, or it's it's always something against somebody you know. It's never just a random act. Um, So you'll find that, that, that that happens quite frequently. It's always someone close to you. Yeah. Wow, that was a traumatic. I've never had a murder on any property that I've managed before. So I couldn't even imagine having to heal the wounds of the community for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It was tough. Yeah. But, you know, as a management company, they did care about their residents and, and they took the time to listen and tell their cares and concerns. And we did the best we could with what we could. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So another story later on, I'd say a couple years later in another high-rise community, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we were doing our quarterly inspections as we all do. And hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah. I think you might have learned something by now. Um, but yeah, we were doing our quarterly inspections, and in, in a it it was a lease up. Um, it was uh, over five hundred apartment homes, so it was very large and. We were doing our inspection and we had uh, walked into the apartment and there was aluminum foil um, over everything that was metal in the apartment. The refrigerator, the fire sprinkler heads, the washer and dryer, the microwave, anything that was metal was covered. And we thought, this is very strange. Um, And come to find out, the gentleman stated that uh, it... Oh, stated that um, he was allergic to metal, which was a little odd. Because aluminum foil is not metal at all. (laughs) Exactly. But okay, you take it serious. You don't, you know, laugh it off or, you know, you listen to him and, you know, you move on. But the air conditioning was off and there, it, it just seemed strange. And there was one room we couldn't get into. And so... We ended up opening the door, and he looked like a hoarder because it was just so bad, but it was just that one room. And we were a smoke-free community, so smoke-free communities, people will always figure out a way to try to smoke. Uh, He was making his own personal bong, but we had no idea that that's actually what it was because it was, again, made out of aluminum foil and almost went to the ceiling to the vent system so that you... Like the the air would go outside and you wouldn't have known that he was smoking inside. Um, but since we didn't know what it was, we ended up calling the police. The police called the bomb squad unit to come and look at the apartment. They were fully clothed, covered, masks, like helmets. Like it was, it was taken so serious because we had no idea what what it really was. We, no one had ever rise. seen yeah in a high rise. No one had ever seen anything like that. And the smells were a little off. It wasn't like 
marijuana or cigarettes or anything like that. It just smelled a little off. And um, after the inspection happened, we found out that everything was fine, but it ended up blowing up to be a big deal. We were in um, a local paper, we were on the news, the helicopters were on because they really thought we might have had a bomb situation. So that was kind of crazy. Uh, Again, another incident, and uh, and this is a very high-end community. Uh, People made up all sorts of stories. Like, I can't even tell you the kind of stories that these people made up of what they thought happened. Um, They thought we were finding dead bodies or that there was, (laughs) you know, like just all sorts of stuff that were were hidden into this apartment. Um, But once they found out the truth you know, they dropped it, but they still couldn't believe that it would happen in their community. Mm -hmm. So this is why we do those quarterly inspections. You really have no idea what happens behind closed doors in people's lives. Uh, It's not like you're trying to snoop or see what they're doing, but sometimes you have to, exactly. You have to protect protect the community itself. I mean, that's our job as property management managers and property management is to really protect not just you know the property but our residents because they could have been anything Absolutely. Um, but anyways I mean it was it ended up turning out fine it ended up being nothing but it just shows you that people will figure out any way to be able to smoke even in a smoke-free community <laughs> so it was unique what a PR nightmare Yep, uh, and the same uh, community that I was at I also had uh, on a letter note I had uh, well, I don't know if this is light or no, it's just kind of a funny situation. I had a lot of complaints of people who uh, would complain about what kind of cars were parked next to them. Which I what? was, yes, I know. <laughs> like, if you have like an older car and they had like a newer high-end vehicle, mm-hmm. I would have them, like some of these residents come in and tell us, uh, yeah, I don't like that this kind of car is parked next to me. Can you change their parking spot or change my parking spot? So I had. So they were pretentious for their cars. <laughs> yes, not just themselves. They weren't even vehicles. touching. No, they weren't even touching. Parked in the same vicinity. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so, so I wonder where they're shopping that <laughs> they have to put it in a parking lot where it's not next to a. What kind of cars? Was it like a hoopty or No, I mean, it would be, and I don't want to say anything bad about anybody's sure. vehicle, but let's say a 2012 Honda, right? Totally acceptable All right, vehicle. okay. Uh, nice, great gas mileage, still looks good. Yeah. We'll even say it's pimped out, right? Yeah. All right. And then you have someone who has a 2019 Mercedes or Lamborghini. They don't want to park next to this 2012 Honda. So I would get complaints because, you know, the, they, needed a, they needed like their own parking space. So, yeah, never, never a dull moment. Pretentious, pretentious <laughs> people. Um, oh, man. But, yeah. So, let's see. Um, recently, I've had uh, a lot. We kind of are on a preserve. Mm-hmm. So, we've had a, a lot of snakes and javelinas and even mountain lions that have been on site and so that can get kind of interesting with the residents and them could go like going to work i've um had javelinas sleeping underneath the stairwells um some have tried to feed them which in turn they've tried the javelinas have tried to chase some of my residents so So for people who don't know really quick (laughs) javelinas are a wild boar a wild pig and they are not nice they are quite aggressive sometimes they have tusks they are not at all a friendly farm pig they are ruthless 
Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about, is sleeping Absolutely. underneath someone's stairwell. Absolutely. So they might look all cute and innocent when they're sleeping, sure, uh, they're especially with their little babies. But they Aww. do get defensive if you mess with them. So it's yeah. better off uh, just not to mess with any of the wildlife. Um, I've had employees and residents walk out of our offices or, or their, their apartments, and we've had snakes uh, literally right there by their front door. And I'm not just talking Ugh. about little baby snakes. I'm talking about oh. rattlesnakes. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Do you have snake bite kits in your office? Uh, we do. Absolutely. <laughs> if you can believe that. And, uh, we have everything that we need if it did happen. Uh, and we know the fire department very well because the fire department actually comes and removes those. We do not do that as a protection for our employees. Wow. So imagine that phone call to your boss. Hi, I'm late (laughs) because there was a javelina or a rattlesnake in front of my door and I couldn't get out. And they're not lying. It happens. Yes. But I mean, what a crazy excuse to have. We're late to school or wherever it is that your residents are going to. Absolutely. Life stops. You can't get out of your house. And mountain lions. I mean, they're so beautiful, but they walk through like they own the place. And honestly, I'll let them. They do. (laughs) They do. Yeah. What fun stories. What a diverse um, type set from preserves to high rises and pretentious cars and everything. What great stories. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I really hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you have your own crazy property management stories, I'd love to hear them. Go to my website, multifamilytrainer.com, click on podcast and fill out the form. I'll reach out to you and hopefully get something scheduled. All right, that does it for episode number 19 of True Confessions Property Management. Until next time, I'm Rebecca Jenkins, the multifamily trainer, signing off. Have a great week.